It's Monday, February 21st. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about Queen Elizabeth testing positive for COVID, more updates on Russia and Ukraine, classified documents found at Donald Trump's resort, and also the end of the Beijing Olympics. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Queen Elizabeth has tested positive for COVID. Buckingham Palace announced that the 95-year-old monarch is experiencing mild, cold-like symptoms but will continue light work over the next week while she recovers. The Queen's positive case comes after her son and heir to the throne, Prince Charles, and his wife, Camilla, both tested positive last week. The Queen recently celebrated 70 years as the British monarch, hosting volunteers for a small gathering. Queen Elizabeth is the longest-ruling British monarch. Her Platinum Jubilee is scheduled for June, which will be a four-day event to celebrate her milestone. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was expected to announce this week the end of pandemic restrictions for England, so we'll have to see if the Queen's infection changes those plans. A few updates on the Russia and Ukraine conflict. Even as tensions are still continuing to rise between Russia, Ukraine, and many other powers around the world, it's still almost entirely speculation at this point on what will happen next. For those new to the story, Russia has been amassing at this point an estimated 150,000 to 190,000 troops along Ukraine's northern, eastern, and southern border, raising concerns that a raid could be on the horizon. And the contentious history between Ukraine and Russia gives good reason to be concerned. Russia disapproves of Ukraine's growing relationship with the West and has become increasingly bothered by the possibility of the country joining NATO, which is a military alliance among many Western nations. Should Ukraine join the alliance, then that would put NATO right on Russia's border. Also, it wasn't very long ago that Russia did in fact invade Ukraine. In 2014, Russia took over Ukraine's Crimea Peninsula in the south. And now, the troops along the northern border are conducting drills longer than they originally said, and just this weekend there are reports in eastern Ukraine of what's called shelling, which is the general spraying of artillery shells, as opposed to targeted shooting. This is supposedly by Russian-backed separatists, which have caused tensions in that side of the country since 2014. The United States is claiming to have intelligence that Putin has made the decision to invade and that moves could be made any day now. But until those actions are actually made, all diplomatic hands are on deck, with top diplomats and leaders moving and meeting between France, Germany, the U.S., Ukraine, and more. Conversations with Russian President Putin have been ongoing for weeks, but so far to no avail. And in the meantime, military forces have been racking up on both sides. The National Archives and Record Administration has confirmed that classified documents were found at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort in Florida. The documents were among 15 boxes of records that the National Archives is now in the process of inventorying. 
They've also confirmed discussions with the Department of Justice regarding the discovery. Apparently, it's not just the classified documents that archivists are concerned about, but it's also the lack of proper documentation of deleted social media posts from the former president and administration officials, as well as reports of Trump repeatedly tearing up documents while in office. The Justice Department has yet to respond to the findings. Trump is saying that the media reports on these boxes is misleading by making it sound like they discovered the documents, while he's saying that he handed over the documents freely, claiming that he considered the situation no big deal. The National Archives, the Justice Department, and the Oversight Committee will continue to assess the handling of the records to determine if any illegal actions were committed here. The Beijing Winter Olympics have come to a close. Many of the stories that dominated this year's games tended to be more political than athletic. The event was controversial from the beginning, with the host country China accused of currently committing human rights abuses, with the accused encampment of millions of Uyghur Muslims, and also the suspicious treatment of high-profile figures who have tried to speak out against the regime or members in it. China has said that critics are politicizing an event that is supposed to transcend geopolitics and bring the world together, but this didn't stop the politically focused press. One such story was breakout star 18-year-old Chinese-American skier Eileen Gu, who was born and raised in California, receiving her education and training in the United States, but who ultimately decided to compete for China in the Olympics. She ended up winning two gold medals and one silver, and has received tens of millions of dollars in Chinese endorsements and advertisements. Another story was Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva, who was allowed to compete despite testing positive for an illegal substance, which sparked outrage with many athletes and even the International Olympic Committee. And then we had Russian President Putin and Chinese President Xi meet before the opening ceremony, as what some said is a sign of solidarity between the two powers among the Russia-Ukraine tensions. And then, of course, there was COVID, which put a figurative, although kind of literal, bubble around the entire event where conditions were criticized, although the system did seem to thwart any major outbreaks among participants. With this year's Winter Games over, the next Winter Olympics are set for Milan and Cortona d'Ampezzo in Italy in 2026. The next Summer Games are set for Paris in 2024, Los Angeles in 2028, and Brisbane, Australia in 2032. It's Monday, February 21st, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The News Diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want The News Diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.